listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. podcast i guess complimenting each other all, all of us very handsome very beautiful very beautiful. beautiful gowns on this podcast except for me i'm wearing the i'm wearing the white guy tech bro chic <laughs> on a khakis and a button down like that's incredible um welcome to one take podcast episode 134 just like we always are, we're a day late and a dollar short when talking about these Oscar nominations, but you will not find any better coverage or commentary about the Oscar nominations than you will on the One Take Podcast because Absolutely. we have the Objectively secret weapon true. of all secret weapons. Miss Pizzerino, Mo, <laughs> is here Turn from off. what we watch to Thank talk you. about these Oscar noms. How you doing, Mo? I am so glad to be here again. It's lit. Guys, you know, I wake up at like a really decent hour every day because I live a really cool leisurely life. But I was up <laughs> at 5, 6 a.m. ready to chat. My texts are full of Oscar nomination conversations, you know, opinions. So I'm glad I was like, you know, I got to get on one take pod. My guys, we got to talk about it. We always have. I was time. also up. That's the one day morning. I'll never get mad about being up. I was up and ready to hear uh, Oscar nominations, and I was ready for a controversy. And we got a little bit. Yeah, I legitimately couple. woke up like three hours early because I couldn't see. see? I kid, I couldn't. <laughs> wow! Like I was hyped, bro. I fucking oh, love the Oscars. I love the Oscars too, but that those ninety I literally had ninety-eight text messages between group messages of people being like, Oh my gosh, can you believe? And I was like waking up at 10 and like, oh what? Top gun screenplay? What? Andre Riceboro, are you serious? Brother, we gotta talk about that in length. Anyway, um, yeah, Dex got a new computer sounding crisp. Hey, we out here. Looking good, sounding crisp. MacBook Pro boys, let's go. Hey, we're moving up. Welcome to the MacBook Pro life. MacBook Pro life. We out here. Gang, gang. Love it. All right, let's talk about the Oscar nominations. Let's just start at the very top. We'll talk about the 10 Best Picture nominees. Yes. Um, starting in alphabetical order, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front from Netflix snuck in there as a nominee. Um, there was a lot of back and forth on if that was going to be nominated for Netflix, but they put their entire tech bro money behind it, and that is what they got. I told uh, y'all. Yeah. Check the tape. I told <laughs> y'all. Money you did that. And speaking of money talks, Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, got in there with a Best Picture nomination, much to the chagrin of Less than humble teach. Thanks a lot, Mo and One Take. Y'all did this. This is y'all's fault. I apologize deeply, you guys. You should. So I don't. In a normal year, it would be in there no matter what. This, no. Is, this is, this is, there are so many other films. I have like five films I would have put in place of that. It is, this is like it a, is a technical effect. marvel. You cannot deny that. This is a visual yeah. effects win, period. Yeah. 
So Avatar gets in. James Cameron, we'll talk about him in a second, doesn't get the directorial. In the dirt. Nod. Good. He said he's totally not mad and okay with it because he's like, I'd rather have the producer nomination and best, you know, best picture nomination anyway. Totally not. I'd rather have the $10 billion that this movie made or whatever the fuck it made. I'm sure you'd rather have that. It's the sixth movie all time to cross $2 billion. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he can, uh, I'm sure he can process this and deal with it in an adult way. He's wiping, he's the literal meme of wiping his tears with (laughs) dollar bills. Yeah. Exactly. a movie that I, Mo, I'd like to get your opinion on because we are split on it on this podcast. The Banshees of Inner Sheeran uh, comes in and it is sitting where anywhere from the favorite to like third place at this point. But uh, do you have any thoughts on the Banshees yeah. of Inner Sheeran? Oh, shit, better not win. So, where, how are y'all split? Who's like, who's. Tej didn't like it. But you and Dex love. I like it a lot more than even those two did, but Dex even had it ranked in his top. 15 10 yeah it was top 15 not 10 yeah really yeah okay Mo wouldn't have it in her top 15 either no i'm not gonna have it in my top 15 i i watch really great films um but you know what (laughs) (laughs) i'm above you plebs (laughs) you didn't see 15 films better than the banshee of initiation last year absolutely did within the last year here's the thing i can give you 25 of them i was okay (laughs) I may not be as, so here's the thing. I recently finished this film. So I don't know if you guys remember, I was on the Oscars chat last year, I think, honestly. And I talked about like having to watch Power of the Dog in like four different sittings. That movie sucks. (laughs) That film is tough. So Banshees took me two different sittings. um, Well, maybe two and a half. And it took you at least two, or at least three, or two and a half or three. I said two and a half, yeah. And I really love, 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 love the romantic aspect of the screenplay. I really do. I loved it. I said, oh my gosh, look at this unique approach to like identifying how it feels for male friendships on screen to dissipate. I was like, this is incredible. So I really appreciated that. But the execution to me was like, okay, I get it from a filmmaking perspective. You're on one island. Okay, we're saving money. We're letting these actors act. Like, everybody fucking ate, let's be honest, right? Mm, like, they facts. really, really did. Like, they ate. Barry Cogan is one of my faves. I cannot stress this enough. I love him on screen. I'll watch anything he's in. You know, Colin Farrell obviously is great. But I just, I was very, very bored. Um, and maybe it's like my effect of, I don't know if you guys saw Lamb from A24. Did y'all see uh, that? They did. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did not stinks. fuck with that movie at all. But, yeah, and so I think that kind of poured into my experience with Banshees because the set looked the exact same and the scene looked the exact same. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm triggered. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like, that's why I asked. Like, I'm, I'm split, like, internally. Like, I really enjoyed the screenplay. I would have appreciated a slightly more, like, climactic execution of it. That's, that's it. fair. Lamb yeah. and Banshees of Inner and both uh, pivotal farm animals play a role in both these movies. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like in the homes and they're yeah. like integral to the relationships. And I'm just like, oh, guys. Makes sense. I see it. I track. I, I'm tracking what you're saying. I, uh, I just want to say, even though I don't like this movie, obviously, I'm more than fine with it being on this list. Uh, the performances are really great and the it's just a fun world to be in. I just wish the story, like something have actually happened in the story, then I would have fun. But I don't mind it being here. I understand why people like it. Uh, there's another. There are other films that I have bigger issues with. Let's just say that. Speaking right. of Elvis, 
Elvis nominated for an Oscar. Baz Luhrmann getting back in there. Uh, Deserves. A, no, no. As, as a nominee, actually. Um, his second Academy Award Ridiculous. nomination for like his first ever film that he made, I think, back in like the 90s. For, forgetting the name of it. But um, yeah, so Elvis Moulin gets Rouge in there. Was nominated, was it? Yes, but I don't think he got, I think it got like song or something like that, but he wasn't, I don't think he ever got anything for that. Um, Baz Luhrmann is bad, and this movie is bad. <laughs> I have come down on this movie because if you go back and you listen to our podcast, I was definitely like, you know what? Fine. Sure. Like whatever. Um, But it is, is since kind of just, Oh, he did get nominated. He got nominated for producing Moulin Rouge. It also got nominated for best pictures. So yeah, that's go back and watch Elvis challenge. He's going to be like, all right, this shit is not good. I had a, I had a good time with all the olds in the theater. Look, man, Elvis got up there and he was vibrating and women were passing out in the audience. And I'm like, this is a great fucking time. I'm having Yeah, the fun. performance is great. <laughs> I, I can't hate Austin awesome Butler, but that film. I'm having a fantastic time. This is why I come to movie theaters, to live moments like this that I wasn't alive for. So this is one of the three movies I have not watched. So, really? But it's that's, like more of a... That just means you have good taste. Well, no, it's, that's shocking because everybody and their mother has watched this now because it came on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on like HBO Magic. Max now. Yeah, and this is like a very personal like experience for me. It was just like my relationship with Elvis as a person and like what I know that he did. So I was just like, you know, I'm much more of like the Rocket Man. The uh, who else came out? What's that other film? Please uh, do not say. Yes. Yeah, don't don't say Bohemian the Yes, like I'm I'm like much more inclined to watch those films uh, than Bohemian I Rhapsody watched, is huff. Elvis I'm, is way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian I'll, Rhapsody I'll, can I'll, get I'll a, agree there. Best and picture nomination. Fuck it. I'm not even too. willing to give Elvis a chance. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, and I'll let you guys know, and I'll tweet you guys. But I haven't watched that film. Before. I'll say this about Elvis: at the very least, it took a chance. the The Bohemian Rhapsody didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's why Elvis is better. I totally agree with that. I absolutely copy agree and pasted that. like a YouTube video of uh, Live Aid. They're Live Aid, <laughs> right? <Rite Aid. laughs> and they did they did the revolutionary thing of actually casting a good actor in their lead performance as opposed to casting a bad actor in yeah. the lead performance, and that was a pretty good decision for them. We'll talk, we'll talk about Austin Butler and uh, him completely losing his mind, uh, but him getting an <laughs> Oscar nomination. At least um, he has an Elvis voice to do, and wasn't up there like lip syncing like uh, fucking <laughs> Rami Malek. I can't believe they gave that man an Oscar. I can't believe bullshit. they rewarded him for lip syncing. They gave what that you, man you Bradley Cooper's Oscar for that bullshit. You guys, you That's money. That guy stinks. stinks. He's awful. <laughs> Look, I know how we feel about Rami Malek. Defund I'm him. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do Rami not... Malek's acting ability right now. Do you want to look into the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? First of all, I think he's so handsome, which might be you guys. You know, oh, Lord. Yeah. And second of all, he was so good at Mr. Robot. Why did you fall so fast? Oh, he, has been coasting on the, he has been coasting on that show for He's been coasting years. on that show. Oh. That show's not good, and he's not a good actor. And okay, no, that we all need to get there. The first two seasons were phenomenal. What are you he ruined about? a James Bond movie for no reason. Ruined for it. no I, reason. I understand. I'm with you. He's a TV guy, guys. He's a TV guy. And Ana de Armas picked it up and carried it on her shoulders. Um, and that's he's why she guy. got an nom- Well, Sean Lynch was right there on set, and they were like, hey. 
let's get this uh let's let's put it make the main villain this guy who can't act the worst actor on set he's our villain he's it's him Rami Malik's well, i'm best gonna role. smash the imagine being mediocre and rich buzzer right now <laughs> above that okay <laughs> Rami Malik's oh, best God. role is convincing people that he's like exotic when he's just a dude from california like, <laughs> that's, that's the best thing he any, ever did any but... <laughs> any white person with dark hair can do that you know what I mean? <laughs> that's so true um everything everywhere all at once gets nominated the god daniel kwan daniel shiner get get another oscar nomination jonathan wang is also incredible cinema bangers Um, no notes no notes no notes it it, you know what i'll call it index i think you did too leader in the clubhouse yes sir they also got the most nominations they did they got 11 nominations which is like on a historic pace that's um which is not which is kind of disconcerting because it uh, historically over the past like five years the amount of Oscar nominations doesn't matter for best picture anymore True. it used to but it doesn't anymore and yeah, well thank so, god because joker would have won best picture and irishman would have won, won best picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'm glad that thanks the lord joker way too much for me i, I didn't hate it but it's I not I love. I don't. I, I don't hate it, but I can't say that I love it. Now they're throwing Lady Gaga in the second one, so sign me I'm up. I'll be there. I'm in there. We'll be there. <laughs> I just there. think it's very important for us to have women leads in best pictures and everything, everywhere, all at once. We got a 60 year old, you know, uh, non American woman doing the damn thing, and I'm just, I'm ecstatic about that. Incredible. We'll talk. We'll talk about the best actress nominations, but she, was, oh. Michelle Yeoh, was nominated the second oh. leading. Asian actress to be nominated for an Oscar ever, ever. Um, back the true. first one came back in 1935. So, wow. yeah, yeah. And I, not to pat ourselves on the back, but when y'all, if you listen to this podcast when we talked about this particular film, we all right then and there, days after this movie dropped, were like, "Hey, this movie's going to be a real contender for Best Picture, not just nominated. It's going to be." In a year where we all had already gotten Top Gun, we knew immediately, and Mo did too, because Mo had people doing videos about the actual film. She understood the importance of the film. Oh, I low key made, I low key made a film about the film. All right, Tej was a part of that too. So yeah, shout out One Take Pod, shout out what we watch. You know what we're here for. Like we told y'all immediately. We well, immediately we told y'all. We saw the vision immediately upon our first yeah. viewing, and it has not aged. It, it's aged very well. This we're movie talking- is one of the best movies you've seen this year. We're talking Q1 2022, guys. Like the Oscars yeah. are happening right now. Recency bias is somewhat, unfortunately, a thing. Everything, Max. everywhere, all at once is sustained. Okay. Some movies that got nominated for Oscars in like lower categories haven't even come out yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, like, we're it, waiting to see them next week. Right. Exactly. So the the by the time the Oscars rolls around, it the it will almost have been out a full calendar year. Uh, to to the Oscars campaign for this movie has been spectacular. I don't know, it like it needs to be studied by 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 uh, I don't know uh, Price Waterhouse or whoever runs. Like they just need to like study this campaign and the way that A twenty four has run this, especially over the last couple of years because of Coda too. Like how they have or they did Coda with Apple, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like they need to they it just needs to be studied because it like came out. And we were like, this should be nominated for Oscars. Historically, movies like this that come out in April don't get nominated for these kind of awards. And it has withstood the test. The entire the the whole 
rigmarole. And yeah, Dex, you were mentioning, like, I thought it was going to lose steam, but all of a sudden you got, you got Michelle Wan and Kiwi Kwan telling their, telling their stories to anybody that will listen. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Sue's going on the New York times. They are moving the everywhere. Let's fucking go, man. Speaking of, uh, a movie called Coda. I just told uh, that y'all this in the chat yesterday, but the Will Smith slap, which we are coming up on the one year anniversary oh, of, obviously, because it happened at the last year's Oscars. Oscars. The Will Smith slap literally erased the fact that they gave Coda Best Picture last year from my brain. I had to refresh my memory. I, I, my brain had literally forgotten that that is the thing that happened. I argued that you would have forgotten that Coda won anyway. Well, that's true because no one's mentioned Coda since the day after the Oscars. It I like Coda, been mentioned but nobody like, it's you fine. Have never uh, known that it yeah, won Best Picture. I like it. But yeah, Best Picture it's came fine. out of fucking nowhere for that. I'm like, how? How did which, we get there? Which to just move on. That's why <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once may be the leader because they his it is now transitioned in Oscars from being about these prestige films to being about these films with heart. All of feel a sudden, good films. these movies that make people like. feel great. Yeah. winning. Love that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of one that I thought it has just died, lost steam, but it has a lot of heart. The Fablemans. Uh, oh. Spielberg. Justice for the Fablemans. It has no oh God, it has a chance anymore. But it's incredible. So much. It, you know why? Because nobody fucking saw it. No one's seen it. Uh, but it will make you feel very warm and fuzzy inside and good inside, uh, just like some of these other movies we're talking about. More of people saw two Leslie it. than saw the Fablemans. All right, well, let, let's let's really back. I'm kidding. That's so let's, let's, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, for a Steven Spielberg film, I definitely thought way more people. But maybe Steven Spielberg's name is just not carrying the way it used to. I don't know. It's that's crazy maybe, to say. But there's also some weird release it's, stuff with that. We yeah, talked it like about just it. Didn't it. really come out. Like, I'm like, does Steven Spielberg should he he shouldn't even need like in my head, you know, in my like relationship. Yeah, he film. shouldn't. You Steven shouldn't Spielberg put it out. Out. we're watching it. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Here? Somebody talking in about? the chat said the Fablemans is boring, and I want Boo. to. I want I'm to. Fight you don't you. actually believe that the Fablemans was boring. That is not a thing that someone has said. That's oh my not, god, it's not boring was... at all. It's great. Oh it's god, long it's as great. shit. What were you bored by? Like, I don't. Like, what? What? No, that I I love that movie, you guys. I think it was oh my god, it was amazing. I was in the theater crying, so obviously I had a great time. I tell you what, Michelle Williams is like a manic depressive mother did something for me, so I was never oh bored. My god, <laughs> her dancing in the headlights got to you. You yeah. like when she was dancing in the headlights? You could see through hey, her little little nighty. I'm a simple man. Just give me a give me a mentally okay. ill give me a mentally ill mother we'll we'll make it work we'll make magic all happen. that repressed yeah. trauma really did it for you there was, was a lot going on with the beautiful, man the lighting in that oh my god i was i was the fuck them kids all star please somebody that's watching photoshop that's incredible. onto michelle <laughs> please <laughs> but um, the elite will get it people didn't watch the movie that's true. We will laugh and no one else will because no one's here. Oh I literally saw someone make a joke in like response to a Skinnamarink post and it was like <laughs> and it was like a Fableman saying, I'm like, oh, only a select few will get this tweet. You're amazing. There, there are like 17 people who have seen both Skinnamarink <laughs> and the Fableman. <laughs> is one of them. I'm, like I'm not even guys. in that Venn diagram. Like that's like, holy shit. And I was just like, oh my god, this is an incredible tweet, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fall by the way. Um Speaking of a movie that, you know, is less than uh, hopeful, Tar, Todd Field. 
getting oh, what uh, a goddamn film, man. It made me hope I never get canceled. It's, right. it's coming to Peacock uh, on Friday, by the way. So if you haven't seen Tar, it is coming. It is coming to Peacock this Friday. Guess, guess how while many- you're watching that Ryan Johnson uh, series, go ahead and click on Tar. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I guess how many texts I've gotten. I was like, okay, Monique, because of your tar campaign, I'm going to watch it when it comes out next week. Ugh. I can't yeah. believe it. I it took am the chairman out. of the tar for your consideration campaign. Like, oh I'm out this here. This is real I, cinema right here. This is real cinema. No, I mean, I have threatened friendships, okay? I will leave you to your own devices. We will not speak. I will not respond to your text messages unless you watch this film. I do not care. And if you watch Tar and you tell me that it's bad or you didn't like it, you're like no longer a serious person to me. Like I just cannot. Our relationship is at risk, and I mean a high risk. We I just cannot doing... like take anything you say about movies seriously ever again because you don't know what you're talking about. I wouldn't be on this podcast, honestly. Kate Blanchett I... literally ascended or... to the heavens with this performance. She quite literally morphed on screen like a transformer. Like she. <laughs> She had to do so much in this role, and she bodied every single my girl, part of this movie, bro. Every single part. My girl heard action, and she fucking ate. She was yes. on that set, and she fucking ate every time. She heard, all right, camera's rolling, let's go. And man, I tell you what, I tell you what, guys. Uh, Royden, I hope you love that film, too, because I will get off this podcast right now. I can't be <laughs> no. around. No, I did. I gave it an A plus. Oh. I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant. Oh. Uh, but my story behind watching that film was really weird because it was in the middle of the day, and I thought like maybe one or two people would be in there because I'm in some, you know, I'm in a Podunk city in Texas. Like I thought, you know, maybe <laughs> some people would be in there. No one. It was me in my M and M's in the middle of the. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. By the way, that's not surprising. It, I live in LA. There were only two people at my. Oh, that's other. insane. <laughs> I, that's it, crazy. It was me being astounded. It was like me, like the, like the, like the. What do you call it? The meme from the the. Uh, what's her name? Not the Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Nicole Kidman <laughs> meme. Oh. Just me. <laughs> just me. Kate Blanchett cook, and I was. Just we like, come to this place for magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. I, I told this story on the podcast uh, when we reviewed it, but they it, they didn't. I don't think they thought anybody was going to go see it, so they didn't shut off the lights in my theater for like 30 minutes <laughs> so it was just like i was watching it in my living room basically so yeah somebody was like there, you were sitting there that with white the man's still on. in there you're sitting with the lights on the credits roll at the beginning you're like what the fuck like, <laughs> <laughs> I want my girl to win because she's been in two back-to-back best picture nominations and i'm just like give my girl what needs to be given doesn't be a- gonna be a dog fight for the best actress i'll tell you that much because i think yep. michelle yo is gonna maybe sneak in there um ali was a best picture nom last year right and yeah uh, yeah out of nowhere was this year yeah she i mean my girl is in the is my girl's in the good films now all right in the name of ali better than coda big fat all right. All right. um Great. I loved Coda. Speaking of films that are a film that is way better than both, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Greatest film of all time. Right here. We did it, guys. I'm fucking glad. I'm so glad that we pulled this off. We fucking did it. (laughs) Fucking Top Gun Maverick got nominated for Best Picture. Like, bro. It was. When they told you years ago that Tom Cruise was working on a Top Gun sequel, did you ever think? Best picture nomination, like holy shit, no. dude! 
Like, we have a Tom Cruise hater on this podcast right now. I mean, and I we have to in her face. I don't know. Maybe you're talking about Royden or Dex. I don't know. No, I'm talking, talking about, about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not a hater anymore. Oh my god, stop exposing. Tom me. Cruise changed the changed your grinchy heart. That's how much power this movie has. You walked out and you were a changed person. You said, "Oh my god, how can I? How can I not love Tom Cruise? How can I not?" Single handedly saved cinema. Like that's not, not even her hyperbole. He kind of like, kind of did. <laughs> I he just saved saw, cinema. I, I have a unique and unconventional relationship with Keanu Reeves, Nicolas Cage, and Tom Cruise. Okay, I'm so sorry, guys. I know those are your dude bros. I get it. All right, Jeez. first off, dude rock. <laughs> first off, Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage are in a tier above Keanu Reeves. Let's get that clear. Okay, well, I'm no, glad right? some sort of relationship. Okay, hold on, Dex. We don't have to do that. I mean, Tom <laughs> Cruise is in a different tier than every man who's ever acted ever. <laughs> I can understand that one. So, uh, you know, I, Look, Tom Cruise is the, is the god of acting. But I will say, just to our point earlier about emotions, Top Gun Maverick, oh my god, I went through so many emotions. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I never thought I'd care about some fighter jets like this in my life. I'm in. That's another, another yeah. episode where we said, this needs to be a Best Picture nominee, and we said it yeah. in jest, and then we said, no, we mean this, guys. It, they might not let it happen, but he did say movie, so he does have a chance. And this is another movie that persisted, partially because it was the number one movie in the world for like, you know, like it was like in theaters months. until like until like November. Yeah, it was in theaters. Everyone, everyone watched this movie. Everyone watched this movie. Uh, yeah, and like your mom watched this. Your your grandfather watched this movie. Everyone watched this. Movie. Everyone watched. And this everyone movie. liked it. Yeah, everyone liked it. Not one. I've not. I haven't seen anything. You know, and, and Twitter will expose the weirdos with you know with the bad takes. I haven't seen one person say they didn't like Top Gun. Even watching it on their home TV, people have been like, this was awesome because it mm -hmm. finally came to Paramount Plus after really delaying that, which they, they kind of played that well because they were like, it's coming. It's coming to Paramount. It's coming to Paramount. And I think it got a big bump after they finally teased that it was actually going to be online. Um, but I did. I don't want to put our guy on blast, but I think Matt is bear was like just tweeted like last week, like man top gun maverick slaps and i'm like i can't imagine watching that on my home on my home theater i can't, I can't, do it. I can't either so much. you're missing out on so much like internal like sound oh god yeah. it when they started those jet engines before they took oh. off on the final mission i thought i was gonna have a heart attack i loved it just like I, the opening scene where tom cruise is trying to go like mach 10 or whatever it is like Oh, and he yeah. flies over that dude, like who's showing up to the base unannounced. Oh, incredible! I was like, bro, I'm fucking ready for whatever the fuck is about to happen. <laughs> it felt like a military flyover, like at a football stadium. Like it felt exactly like that in that goddamn IMAX theater. And, and I was like, I'm ready. And it stayed with you through the whole film, right? Like you held on to that feeling, and it like maintained it through everything that happened in the movie. I was just like, this is great. And also, every film is a romance. Top Gun is a romance. Okay, yeah. just so you know, Top Gun Maverick is a romance. Yeah, we have the best supporting actress nomination for my girl Penny. Like, what are we doing? Mm. Right. They, they <laughs> were able to, to create day. like the the action and the feels of like watching uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and also like the heart of watching The Lion King. They put it yes. in one movie. Like it's it's that scene at the, where they where they're finally doing the test run. You got to make it in 
14 seconds or whatever it was, my heart was beating faster than it's ever beat before in a movie theater ever. <laughs> like I was on literally on the edge of my seat. And I, I, that's why I can't imagine seeing this at home just because I felt like I was in the movie screen. Like I felt like the, the jets were flying over my head. So it's like that they were able to do so much. That's incredible oh cinema. If we did it. It's in the Best Picture nomination. Where it belongs. Thank you, Oscars. We appreciate that. Um, I'll say this. It, it was nominated for a ton of Oscars, but also um, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Hell Which yeah. no one saw coming. No. I mean, <laughs> that was a shocker. That, it probably shouldn't have, but like, hell yeah, brother. Like, whatever. Um, but uh, it got hosed. Joseph Kaczynski didn't get nominated for uh, Best Director. And it didn't get nominated for best uh, cinematography, which feels impossible because they had to literally create new ways to film to to film this movie. To let yeah, Tom I bet they were be in these jets. <laughs> yeah. Let Tom Cruise do his thing. Yeah, I, I wonder if they were when when the, the news got announced. I wonder if they were like, "How did we not get cinematography?" I wonder if that was the one that they walked away with, or how the hell did we get into best original screenplay? Like those are equally adapted, support, uh, adapted but, screenplay. Yeah. Or adapted screenplay. Sorry, those are equally crazy on both ends of the spectrum. This this movie was a center. I didn't see Avatar, so maybe it was equally on par with one other movie. But there's no other movie center. Uh, you know on that level that gave us the same cinematography that Top Gun did. That was a crazy stuff. Um, so we'll get down to those below the line of nominations in uh, at this pace, like an hour and a half, but um, <laughs> the Tom Cruise gets nominated for his fourth Oscar for producing this film as well. Um, two movies that uh, snuck in at the last second. It was always up for grabs of what these two final spots would be. Some would thought, thought Babylon. Many on this podcast thought Babylon. Justice uh, for Babylon. I think we hoped we didn't. Justice think, for Babylon. We, <laughs> we love you, Margot Robbie. Um, love you. you know, some thought uh, Glass Onion may sneak in there with another Netflix uh, spot, but it ended up going as has been the case over the past couple of years uh, to uh, a foreign film, Triangle of Sadness, and technically uh, not foreign, but kind of. I think it's been it's submitted by France. Dex, have you seen I this? I don't think it was. Yeah, I did see it. I didn't was like it? it nearly as much as the Academy. I loved it. Mo loved it. I love that movie. Was it not submitted by... It, well, uh, I might I, be no, off-based. I don't think it's eligible. So I also, because it uses foreign language heavily, right? And I think we've had this conversation multiple times, and if it hasn't been on this podcast, I have before. But like, I don't think it's technically defined as a foreign film. But to Americans, it's foreign enough to where it's like, okay, there's enough of a language I do not speak in this. There's <laughs> enough references and, you know, relationships and, like, cultural aspects that don't feel very American in it. So. France's film was Saint-Omer, by the way. Uh, okay. Which I did not yeah. see. Sure. Um, and Women Talking, a film that 10 people have seen but apparently it's pretty good. It just uh, came out like last week, I think. And it's only in one theater in Houston right now. So yeah. Have you seen it, Dex? No, I'll be okay. going either uh, Friday or next week. So, okay. So uh, we, none of us have seen it on this pod. Okay, cool. None of us have <laughs> seen women. Talk. I, literally nobody has seen it. Like, I, I haven't seen like a commercial for it really. Yeah. It like it's hard to publicize, you know, like, are we problematic? Do we not listen to women talk? Oh <laughs> well, I mean, if this came out months ago and we hadn't seen it, I would yeah, agree with that, but we would have yeah. seen it. Well, yeah, it came out like last week, so okay, I don't good, feel good. bad. I feel so much better. Thank you, Dan. 
sneaks yeah, in there hyped up like all oscar season people have been like women talking that's one to watch that's one to watch i've heard a lot of like watch a lot of marketing for it i just didn't know where when it was coming out or like where it was going to be so sneaks in there with like only like two or three oscar nominations in total i think mm-hmm. which like that stunned me because like it's one of those like ensemble films so when it didn't get any acting nominations like best supporting actress or uh, best actress i was like oh they must not have fucked with it that much but apparently they fuck with it a lot, just not any of the acting in it. They all canceled each other out on the rank cho- choice <laughs> voting. That's literally what happened, honestly. That's a risk you can run for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to so, mention one other movie that didn't make it that should have made it. This should have been – I mean, it never got off the ground, so we, it's not like it was a surprise on the, on the day the nominations came out that it wasn't there. But nope, should have been, been a Best Picture nomination. Oh, a lot of people saw it, and it's great. And that's it. I'm sorry, Dex. Uh, I'm sorry. I would it's also great. like to add – the Woman King too, both of yep. which Nope and The Woman King uh, just didn't run any campaigns. Yeah, I don't. The Woman King, I like I said, I wrote an article for Apollo. Go check it out, ApolloHD.com. I wrote The Woman King. They didn't expect people to like their movie, so they just weren't prepared. Like at any point, the the first reviews dropped and had like a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like a critic score, and they were like, "Oh, y'all, y'all think this is good." holy shit okay thanks and like they were not prepared to do any kind of marketing or any kind of fucking campaigning about that movie and so they should have gotten prince blackwood is an amazing director i think i just i love to see her even you know making the doing the numbers that she does and having the success that she does her time is coming her time is coming viola davis like you get viola davis to lead a movie it's very hard to make a bad movie with viola davis in it like it's very difficult i don't know how you (laughs) fuck up not getting Viola Davis at least nominated over fucking Blonde, a movie no one likes. Oh my god! Like, you know what I'm saying? No one. Like, what are we talking about? Anna de Armas oh, yeah. doesn't even like Blonde. I know it, bro. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes that film. Nobody likes it. Take, I, I'll take her and Glass Onion, or not Glass Onion, but Knives Out over this. Like, what are we talking about? One hundred percent. Was that awful movie Deep Water? Come on, we'll do that. <laughs> she had a bad year. Uh, best director. <laughs> Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. Um, he gets in there surprisingly uh, for this movie, but surprising to me. Those yeah, are I, that's an amazing list. I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, but those other four, I mean, that's right up there in terms of director. But we but we should mention that there's no women here again. So you know we're doing this again. We're doing this again, guys. We're doing, We're doing this, this again. again. Well, it's, it's, it, that's, I mean, women have won, I think, two of the last three Best Director Oscars. I yes, know Jane Campion won last year. And then was Chloe Zhao? The Chloe year? Zhao for. Chloe Zhao won. And I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not like entirely upset because she won Best Picture, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Chloe Zhao won for Best Director as well for uh, Nomad Land. So yeah, I like, want to defund the 2022 Oscars because you just reminded me that Jane Campion won Best Director. That is nasty. <laughs> that film is not good. It's but, but it really? yeah, she it, she, she won, won for Best Director. She no, won, she won for, for Best Director. Yeah. Oh, uh, she won. She did. She won. She won for original screenplay too, which bothered me to my core. Objectively uh, bad movie. Like objectively uh, bad. Um, congrats to women. But, you know, <laughs> congrats to women. I think if you nominate women talking, like, why not nominate their, um, their director? That's what I don't get. Sarah yes. Polly. Sarah Polly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, why not, you know, 
Gina Prince by the wood, like why not nominate her? She put together by any other measure, like in the nineties, like she would have definitely, I mean, it's not the nineties anymore, but like she put together an epic war film, like led, by, nomina- led by I, women, give her the nomination, but I don't know yeah. if y'all have any of y'all seen triangle of sadness yet. No, I, you, I love oh, it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. But I didn't like it that much. So I w- he would be the one that I would kick out of that five, but the other four I feel like are pretty, pretty sad. I'm literally, I'm literally happy no matter what happens in best direction. Yeah. I think it's Steven Spielberg. I think they give him the third best director nomination. Do it. it. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to win. But I was saying, like, if we're talking about, like, adding in Sarah Polly or adding in a. You drop Blythewood. Yeah. I would drop Triangle of Sadness from that. I think I I recommend that film. And you know how I am about recommendations the whole time. Roy didn't let Teej watch the movie. Watch it. I I mean, I definitely will by by the time. I'm going to watch it. It's not a bad time. It's this is the one best picture nominee that I'm not watching, and everybody knows what movie. I'm gonna make you watch. It. <laughs> not watching it. You're not better the than the two billion dollar movie team. No, You're not watching. better. Yes, I am. You know what? Yeah, I'm reclaiming my time from James Cameron. I reclaim my time from him. <laughs> I'm just glad he wasn't nominated three, for best director. I, you're gonna watch like, three, four, five, and six as well. No, no, that is interesting four, because because like by all accounts, he put together like an incredible looking film. I think it just like, they do kind of, this kind of shows to me that the Oscars do still kind of care about story a little bit. This more than anything else. Thank God. I know this is my fault, but I had a great time. I know. I I know. I talked about way of water way too much. I had a great time. Every conversation I had offline was like, what the hell was this Monique? And I was like, I had a great time. I think Uh, it's good. It's just that avatar Two hive is like, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like why? I, why? I, when those whales were doing what they did, I said, "This is amazing." Leave I'm like, "Why? Place. Why are you in our group chat every day updating me on the Avatar two box office triumphantly?" I don't care. Like, why do you stand for this movie so? Hard? It's not for the movie. It's for James Cameron. It's the same as it's the same as uh, the same Snyder. question remains. It's the same why? As <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he made Terminator two like forty years ago. Are they Snydering to James Cameron? Oh, kind of. Best picture like they were supposed to when it came out 40 years ago. Oh, no. Um, Release the camera cut. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> the movie's going to be seven hours. <laughs> God damn. By the way, he's making Avatar 3 the Fire Nation, basically. He's just copying the, the actual Avatar show. Um, but, guys, y'all got to stop watching these movies. Please. I'm I begging you. I will not stop watching these movies. I'm sorry. But Next if it makes you feel better, I didn't like pay any money to see it. So <laughs> me and you, buddy. Oh, I watched it with the cast. I had a great time. Not the like <laughs> the cast, but like everybody that was like just like getting killed in the film. They were so much fun. <laughs> best actor, best lead actor. Some uh, interesting names here. Not a not a deep category uh, to actually choose from here. But Austin Butler gets nominated for Elvis for doing the Elvis voice. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mezcal sneaks in there for After Sun. A lot of people online are happy about that one. And Bill Nighy for Living, a film which, you know, two people have seen also. But um, Brendan Fraser was the leader in the clubhouse for a while. Colin Farrell has won a couple of awards. Austin Butler also won won an award. Um, But Brendan Fraser won the Critics' Choice. What that has to do with 
this going down the line because it's like actors and people in the industry that vote on the Oscars. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe Austin Butler fucking wins this award. I, th- I hate yeah. this category. Brendan Fraser kind of is falling off because the whale is not good. And like, like they, it didn't really get nominated much of anywhere else. I mean, it got the two acting nominations, but I'm thinking it got, might've gotten one more outside of that. They but have two just, acting nominations for the whale. Yeah. Hong Chow. Hong Chow for best supporting actress. Wow. But yeah, it's like, it's not good. <laughs> I know that, uh, it's, uh, it got kind of controversial, especially like around Hollywood. People didn't like that. It's basically just like look at Brendan Fraser be fat. So it's kind of it's kind of fallen off a little bit, like from where it was in Venice when people are like, "Oh, he's winning the Oscar for sure. He's winning the Oscar for sure." Like that narrative didn't really like take hold like it normally does for these things. Um, so yeah, he's fallen off, and I think Austin Butler can definitely sneak in there and steal it. He can go be handsome to a bunch of like other, you know, in front of a bunch of people and be handsome and charming and do the, oh, mama, let me tell you about winning an Oscar. You know, like you're from like Anaheim, dude. Can we chill out? I really like Brendan Fraser. And so this is not a Brendan Fraser thing, but I find it weird that like Dex said, there's this controversy about like, oh, here's Brendan Fraser being fat. But then we nominated that performance for uh, Best Actor. But I will agree that it was not a a banner year in terms of the male performances that we got on the level that you would think you have to get to to be nominated for an Oscar. But I I mean, like I said, I don't love Banshees, but I think, you know, I I also love Colin Farrell. I would love for Colin Farrell to go up to that one. That'd be great. I've been listening to some things that say that Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser like kind of like cancel each other out. So that would put Awesome Butler. Austin Butler ahead. So I don't know. Maybe Paul Mezcal sneaks in there. I don't think enough people have seen After Sun, but like, like, it's can great. you? He's he's the new guy. He's that guy, well? dude. By the way, he's the new guy going going forward in Hollywood. Paul Mezcal. For him being uh, stoic and mumbling his way through all of his all of his roles, but I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bashing the guy. We're gonna talk about who the next big guy in Hollywood. He also got nominated, but we haven't got to that category yet. Oh, let's get it. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Because I've been spitting these bars for a long time, and I'm about to take my victory lap, brothers. I I, I'm with you. Supporting, on as, that. supporting actor. Let's go. Yes. Let's do that uh, shit. Listen, here's an that, announcement. Oh, go, Mo. You were saying something. No, I was just saying it better be Barry Cogan and Brian Tyree Henry if you're talking about the next big names. Uh, yes. Best Supporting Actor nomination. Brendan Gleeson, Banshee's Vanished Here, and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, a movie that only Dex has seen, I imagine. No, most seen it too. Okay, of course. Uh, <laughs> how, how do y'all have the time in the day? I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. I got invited to a screening. Who am I to say no? I get I get extra hours in my day. I'm, I'm, um, good for Brian Tyree Henry. Thanks. He stinks. Or Jennifer Lawrence stinks, so I stayed away from That's this just movie. But now I'm going to have to see it. Jennifer Lawrence is bad, Royden. I'm sorry. She's bad. Nah, she's she's, she's good. She's good. She's no, that, bad. that movie she's stinks. Bad. She's never going... For me, she never shines in the movie. Like, any movie she's in, she doesn't shine for me, but she's not bad. Um. So, he get, he sneaks in there for Causeway. Uh, Judd Hirsch for nine minutes of screen time in the favorite. Incredible nomination. Awesome. Awesome. That is incredible. Blown no, away. Not- Paul Dano. <laughs> Judd Hirsch? I was going to... Hell yes. Paul Dano was Hell supposed to get yes. this, Hell but yes. Judd Hirsch got if it. If there's any movie that you need to watch now, if there's any reason to watch The Fablemans, understand that Judd Hirsch... 
got nominated because of this movie, guys. You need to watch. You need to see how powerful this movie is for someone in for five minutes to get a fucking Oscar nomination. That's the Laura Dern move. Well, that's story. that's what you have oh to do. I, I was so, thinking about yeah. this point all day. Is that you have to you have to do one of two things to get a supporting actor nomination. You have to either come in and like the movie is basically about you, but you're just in less scenes, a la the Joker in Dark Knight. Yep. Or you have to come in and throw 115 miles an hour for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. And, <laughs> and people are blown away and are thinking about your performance after the movie is over, even though you're only in it for like 10 minutes. It's one of two things. You can't kind of just be in the periphery. Like, that is definitely the latter. Yeah. And okay. Judd Hirsch comes in, he rips his shirt in half, he sh- he sits Shiva and they and they just like they move on about their merry way and he goes away. It's incredible. So uh, yeah, you can either be uh Fred Hampton or you can be Laura Dern in the marriage story. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> These right? are your options. I also think Bradley Cooper and Licorice Pizza, you know what I mean? Like, the only good part of that movie. <laughs> correct. Um, <laughs> correct. Okay, yeah. Barry Keoghan, um for Banshees of Inisherin. So he and Brendan Gleeson cancel each other out, but he gets the nomination for uh, for being the most heartbreaking character in cinema this year. When you say when you say cancel each other out, do you mean like it's hard to differentiate between? No, them? I mean in in mean when I'm talking, I'm talking about voting. I'm just talking about like they'll um, they'll cancel each other out in the in the ranked choice voting. Honestly, it doesn't even matter this year. Like, we, because yeah, who's winning this award? <laughs> Kiwi Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. He's won everything. He's going to win this. Um, awesome. Yeah, deserve. No notes. <laughs> Give him his things. I'm excited to hear his speech. It's going to be awesome. Said this a million times. He was Data in the Goonies and the uh, in Short Round in the second Indiana Jones movie. He got basically blackballed from Hollywood because Hollywood is racist. And he came back and gave the performance of a lifetime after not acting for years. Uh, so, and he got nominated for an Oscar and all these other awards, and he's winning. So, he's probably going to win this one. Um, Incredible story. And he was great. And it's going to be very fun to watch him win an Oscar. But I will just say, I've been saying since Brian Tyree Henry, first of all, he's the greatest. He's an incredible actor. Every movie he's in, he steals that shit. But this nomination, and I haven't seen Causeway yet, so I'm not saying that he doesn't do great because he does great in everything. So my short performance is great. This, what happened here is that he walked into If Beale Street Can Talk, which was itself an Oscar movie, and stole the movie for 10 minutes and walked off the movie in such incredible fashion that they said, we have to watch this kid. And he literally put himself on the Oscars radar by doing that. And he should have been nominated that year. He is great. And I've been saying on this podcast for a long time, every time he pops up in the movie, this man is a leading man. He hasn't been cast as a leading man yet, but he is a leading man. He's incredibly talented. And hopefully this nomination will have somebody take the risk on him and make him leading man because he's great. And it's time for him to step from behind the people that he's always behind in these movies when he's doing a great job. And let's see what he looks like as a leading man. I think that's coming. Also not for nothing. um, He will just, he'll work in anything. He's in everything. He's Uh, working his ass off. He's been working his ass off. I could not agree more. I've tweeted about this. I've been a Brian Tyree Henry fan since I was forced to watch Widows. I was like, what's going on, guys? What is happening here? Great Similar to what you just said about uh, 
I forget what film you're talking about, but just similar to that, he was in, he was not in Widows for a very long time. He fucking ate. Okay, this guy. I want to be very clear. Like, there's a lot of controversy around the term movie star in 2023. Mm, okay, facts. this guy is can and will be a movie star, and if they don't give him a chance, they are fucking. You're making a big mistake. Brian Tyree Henry can and needs to be a movie star. He is a movie star. People will watch his will watch a movie because he's he's the leading actor in it. We got we gotta we gotta get to this point. We can't we can't be dishonest anymore. I'm with you 100 percent teach. I like to think right now you are going to despise Causeway. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will not like that movie. After at saying all. after waxing poetic about it, you are not gonna like that film. Jennifer Lawrence, like, not a lead, not a leading woman. Get her out of here. Brian Tyree Henry was also in what the Godzilla King Kong movie. Was that a good movie? Eh, no. He's fine. But no, he, but he was exactly. great. But he was um, fantastic. I like and to think that this was a nomination for Bullet Train. <laughs> oh Fantastic in Bullet Train. Now, I will tell you, everyone ate on Bullet Train. Now, usually Brian Tyree Henry stands out like very uniquely, but Bullet Train was just fun for everybody. Like fucking, you know, Bad Bunny did did his thing. <laughs> I had a I wanna, great. I want to start dressing like everyone in that movie. Yes, facts. <laughs> everyone. I don't care who it is on screen. Like Joey King. I want to start dressing like her. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so Everything. It just awesome. 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 Uh, my goal is to just have the look of Brad Pitt um, when I reach 50 with just the bucket hat and everything. Dad else. Pitt now. Dad, Dad Pitt. Pitt. Um, best well, lead actress. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> to, to some. Um, best lead actress. This is the dogfight. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Anna de Armas for Blonde. Um, Disgusting. Michelle Williams. For the Fablemans, maybe a little category fraud, but who gives a shit? No. Uh, Michelle Yeo for everything, everywhere, all at once. And the thing that we're probably going to spend like 15 minutes on. Holy shit. Edward Norton ruined the Oscars. (laughs) Andrea Riseborough, let me get this out, a good actress, gets nominated for Two Leslie, a movie that came out three weeks ago, has made $27,000 at the box office. And she got nominated for an Oscar. Um, this is awful. This Edward tell, Norton ruined the Oscars. He yeah, ruined tell, the Oscars. Tell, tell the people why she was okay. nominated for an Oscar. I look. So the the backstory the backstory is that I, out of nowhere, about three weeks ago, about the time that you're listening to this, maybe four weeks ago, the, the day time Oscar nomination. Wait, context. This open. is the day of the nominations open. This is in yeah. the window. The day the nominations open. This was a fucking planned attack, and they ruined the Oscars. Um. Andrea Riseborough, uh, Edward Norton tweets something to the effect. You can still find the tweet. It's just up and uh, alive on his Twitter uh, feed that Andrea Riseborough's performance is, is the best, best thing that I've seen this year. Um, she deserves every award. And you know what? Fuck, hold on. Let me. You son of a bitch, Edward Norton. You, you son of a bitch. son of a bitch. How dare you? I enjoyed Glass Onion, and this is how you treat me. This is how you repay me by going to f- go to see your movie. I watched it twice, Edward Norton, and this is how you repay me. This, this is, is what you do to us. Okay, uh, January tenth, he posts. I don't normally post a lot about films or actor performances. Oh, God, maybe I should more often. But for those interested in really great acting, I'll share that Andrea Riseborough's 
portrayal portrayal in two leslie just knocked me sideways it's about the most fully committed emotionally deep he made a thread physically harrowing performance i've seen in a while just raw and utterly devoid of performative bs it's a tough but really elegant and compassionate film in quotation or uh, in parentheses by michael morris where the emotion is really earned i happened to catch it and now or and wow i I was really staggered by the depth she reached. Very rare. Check it out. Does hashtag the tweet say, ad. Yeah, does the tweet say ad? Does it say Spotify? Put ad on the damn tweet. Does it say Edward brought to you by to Leslie? Did he mean to tweet that about Viola Davis or Kate Blanchett? What are we talking about here? Talk, turn that up, Monique. Turn that um, up. You meant to tweet that about you, Viola Davis. Is that so, you a mistake, sir? You made a mistake. So then that sentiment in some form or fashion was copied by none, none other than like 10 other Hollywood elites within you like missed the, the next you missed few a, days. You missed a very important part of the story though. Edward Norton is friends with this woman. They, these people are friends. So That's it's not like only. Edward Norton popped in a movie one night and was like, Oh my God, this unknown performer or this little known performer did so great. I want to shout her out. They, they are friends. So well, this, I was is, getting to that. I, <laughs> I, a handful of Hollywood elites um, said that they held screenings, that they tweeted about her performance. They were praising her performance online and other copying and pasting other copying and pasting. <laughs> and it turns out that they are just all friends with Andrea Riseborough and or her agent and and guys and being paid. <laughs> and being paid hashtag ad wait I what know. i didn't know that yeah they got paid for this like this was not like know. a free organic thing that happened i want nah. to know that if y'all were paid enough y'all would support me in getting a best actress role we're gonna support oh, you anyway yeah. y'all would do this for me okay uh, anyway i'm gonna anyway because that's how we I wouldn't be okay, taking a nomination away from a black woman we would be giving a nomination to a black it's, woman exactly what all these rich white people in hollywood did and maybe they didn't realize what they were doing no they or, definitely or care did. but they, they effectively did. took the nomination from viola davis by running this campaign which has led to a lot of issues, uh, a lot of conversations around uh, privilege and, and conversations yep. around like how these things, it, it's like a, it's like a great example of how institutions could be stacked against certain people without them even having to acknowledge that they're stepping on someone. Like they didn't, a, they didn't Daniel talk about Biola Davis in that way. conversation. When they put this all together, they were just talking it's about their friend. It's a parallel Nepo baby, Nepo baby conversation, right? You know, it's, yeah, it's very, they, it's they took, they essentially either, I mean, and, and the anadiamus of this all is a whole other thing, too. That's true. And, I'm, and I'm sure that this lady's performance is better than anything Blonde had to say. Like, I'm sure. Like, people, do, like, weird performances get nominated every year, but this was like a strategic hit job to get this woman into this movie, to, into this nomination for a movie effectively no one has seen. Yeah. It, like, also, a that, I think she that's hasn't been great. nominated for anything else. It's because nobody had seen this goddamn movie. It's that's not actually, like it's actually what's infuriating. Yeah, it's not like people were sleep on yeah. it and she didn't get nominated for a BAFTA or the Golden Globes or whatever because right. like they didn't like it. No, they just hadn't seen it because it basically didn't exist until the Oscar nominations. Like I don't know what opened. the movie's about and don't tell me. I don't want to know. 
the the thing that is makes it so like it, it's it's usually we know that this is a small club thing. A lot of people care who are not in the small club, like people who are in Hollywood or people who are you know making these kind of decisions. But this reward show is supposed to be for us, the people. So to to just be able to see that a couple Hollywood elites could just conspire together and award or reward someone just because they're in the in group is just really weird to see as people who care about the Oscars because I mean. That's bad. The Honor de Armas thing is almost worse just because we love Honor de Armas. She's great. She, like, she's a great actress. We, she's going to be in a lot more shit, and we like her. But uh, like putting a movie like that in and having this come out at the same time with this other story, it just looks bad when people expected that to be a black woman sitting there. It just looks bad. And also, like, it, sorry it to cut bad. you off, Mel. Go ahead. No, no, it go ahead. Bad. It is bad. It doesn't even look bad. It is bad. Yeah, and like, even aside from like the race stuff of it all, it's like, yo, we're going to watch the Oscars and they're going to tell us all these things about how movies still matter and they bring people together and it's an important thing for us all to still go to the cinema and be together and have community and right. tell stories to each other. But they just let this woman buy an Oscar nomination <laughs> for a movie none of us have fucking seen that didn't come out in theaters, like for real. Like, you you're know what setting, I'm saying? It's setting a precedence. Like, other people are saying this, like, yo, let's buy in. Like, uh, yeah. Speaking of women I actually want to see in the Oscars next year is Aubrey Plaza. Let's let, let's turn that up. She's having a year. She is she having a year. She is having a great year. So, yeah, look, I haven't seen this movie. I will watch it eventually. And I'm sure her performance is good. But fuck this. This is stupid. Like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I uh, like to... I liked her and like she she is a great actor i think we you were saying that she is she is a great actress so i mean i get it i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it now I, it is gonna make me gravitate to the movie because i want to see this performance that they've staked their reputations on it's not like she's gonna it's, win but it's I just weird more, choice i think what's more important is now that she's not gonna win okay so like she can't she could never i mean imagine putting <laughs> up against kate and michelle yo like let's be honest what if she I, wins I would, boycott the, I would dead ass boycott the Oscars <laughs> if they gave that woman that's not a Blanchett's trophy. That's not happening. You hear me saying it right now? Absolutely. Like, no, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna play in this girl's face. Like, but sure. As much not. as I, as much as I love Michelle Yeoh and everything she did and everything everywhere all at once, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett's gonna win. I am board, not mad at Kate Blanchett. Oh my god. I can't my be girl. mad at that. I would love for Michelle Yeoh to win, but also I can't deny what Kate Blanchett did. I, I, I guys, I tell you what. I would have paid to be on set for Kate Blanchett on Tar, man. I would have paid to watch that live. I like let me I will pay you to let me be the Juilliard kid in this scene. Like <laughs> just fry me, cook me. I don't need to be a paid actor. I will pay you to What's for the, the next privilege. category y'all were gonna do? Yeah, we have a actress and a best in a supporting role. And the nominees here are Black uh Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Woo! Um and she is the first person in the Marvel Universe to be nominated for an actor or actress award uh, for yeah. the portrayal in a Marvel movie. That is huge. That Period. is massive, 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 massive. Um, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie <laughs> Condon from Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we talked about. And I don't, th I think that at the time when the movie came out, we were like, it could happen. Obviously, they want to probably. Like have a moment for Jamie Lee Curtis, who's a massive star in her own right and has had a long career, and everybody loves her. And then uh, Stephanie uh, Stephanie Hu 
for everything ever all at once, which was a layup here. We knew yeah. that was getting in. Uh, and this is a pretty fun category for sure. I love this category, except Me like too. I Hong Chow, I could do without here. I would probably take uh, Dolly Deleon here from Triangle of Sadness. She was the best part of that movie, which I didn't like that much. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think this is Angela Bassett's to lose at this point, which is great because she Same. deserves. She's got she it. was robbed for portraying Tina Turner like 30 years ago. And so, yeah. And she, she lost. She was uh, nominated, but she lost. Uh, well, now she's nominated here again, and she has a. I mean, she's the favorite. I, I think. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for the acceptance speech. Let's turn it. Me up. too. Oh, black can you oh, imagine? She's gonna bring black, the fucking house down. I, I will start my Black Women Carry the MCU campaign for the next ten years. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Stephanie Shu. Uh, we got someone in the chat correcting yes, okay, us. It's not. It's not. Sorry. Who? I, I think it's Shu. I don't know. I would Stephanie love to see her get a win here if it's not Angela Bassett, but I think it is Angela Bassett and that's going to be amazing. Not for nothing. I think the most impressively written character was definitely like Stephanie Shu's character. Like Joe Absolutely. Was, I just, I, I was incredibly impressed. I she mean, was I, great. phenomenal character. Like just amazing. All right. Where do I want to go next? I can go either cinematography or I can go animated feature film. I'll go cinematography. Okay. Um, those are all quiet on the Western front and that's James friend. Uh, from Bardo, we got Darius Kanju, Kanjui, uh, Mandy Walker for Elvis, uh, Roger Deakins, of course, he gets nominated every year for a movie called Empire of Light, which I don't think a lot of people have seen. Uh, yeah, apparently and- it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and Florian Hoffmeister for Tar. Let's go Tar. Yeah, give me Tar. I haven't seen most of those movies, actually. I haven't seen All Quiet, and I haven't seen... Empire of Light. I haven't seen Bardo, but Tar, incredible. I don't know how Elvis got here, and also I don't know how Top Gun didn't get here. That just strikes me as odd. Yeah, Elvis I over just, Top Gun is crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy to me. Like they they literally had to put strap these shits to planes, and all they had to do in Elvis was make Tom like make uh what's his face look fat. That's all they had to do. <laughs> Tom, um, Tom, they had to make Tom X look fat because that was a decision that was made. Uh. Animated feature film, we got um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which is kind of crazy to think about where that started, and now they right? been nominated for an Oscar. Um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which so is incredible. Fucking which is fire. incredible cinema, by the way, y'all. Go see Puss in Boots. Uh, the Sea so Beast, which is a Netflix one that is supposedly really, really good, but I have not seen it. Yeah, Netflix is out here in the fucking animated category. They got Crazy. two nominations. They've had Disney two got now. one. Uh, and Turning Red, which is also incredible cinema that we reviewed yeah. on this podcast. Turning Red's great. Uh, those are your animated feature films. Welcome back, Royden. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I died. <laughs> what, did, what did I miss? What was the Discord? We're at we best did a supporting <laughs> actress, and now we're in animated feature. We did animated, and we did cinematography. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. cinematography. Cinematography was interesting. I just wanted to say, like, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. That may be it. Um, but the real snub is Top Gun and all of a sudden. God bless Roger Deakins for still getting those nominations. Cashing those checks. Roger Deakins and Diane Warren just getting nominated every single year in the category. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about screenplays? 
it's an interesting cool. category always for me. Um, all quiet on the Western front, best adapted screenplay. Glass Onion, shout out to Ryan Johnson for making uh, the kind of the same movie and getting uh, <laughs> getting another Oscar nomination for They're it. Like, he called Elon Musk dumb. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Uh, living uh, Top Gun, I think which is based on a Kurosawa film. If I'm not mistaken, Top Gun is based on like a New Yorker article or something like that. Is what it's adapted well, from. Technically, you, you get a you get a screenplay nomination if you adapt a previously made movie. So if it's like a sequel, and you get a like a screenplay nomination, that's a technically adapted from the sequel. But yes, the first movie is from like a is from a aviation magazine article or something like that. Um, but Living, I believe, is adapted from a, one of a late-stage Kurosawa film, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, Living. Not yeah. Not, not, I, not, like, I don't know what Kurosawa no, film was. No, not Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> Seven Samurai. Uh, Women Talking was also nominated uh, for a uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Any predictions? Give it to Top Gun. Fuck it. Give it, like, give it to Top give Gun. Give it to Top Gun. Let's do it. Fuck it. They save, they save movies. Let's do it. Yeah, the, the screenplay in Top Gun is completely unmemorable, but fuck it. Who cares? You're going to be pushing nine G's. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about that. Uh, Rihanna's going to go to the Oscars, guys. She's going to be at the Oscars. It's happening. Okay, We're getting I, Rihanna I need at them the to do the performances this year. I don't know. Like sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. Like post COVID, I don't know. But I need them to do that oh. shit. I need Rihanna. I need Lady Gaga. I need the whole RRR cast. I mean, my girl's going to be coming off the Super Bowl, and then she's, gonna... she's about to have a month. This her yeah, month's about to go crazy. Off. Her month. Her month gonna go. She she's going to win an Oscar, perform at the Oscars, and perform at the Super Bowl in one month. In, in uh, one month, win, all win Africa's Oscar? having a baby. Okay, like no, she's not gonna win. She's not gonna win. RR is gonna win the Oscar, but she's gonna be performing at the Oscars. She's gonna be there. That song is okay. Um, it's what, the it's actually one? less than okay. It's bad. Yeah, I'm not really into it. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but uh, <laughs> they got Rihanna and Tim's on the song, and somehow it, it came out like that. And it didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah, it's not good, but like, if I, I'm down for Rihanna Oscars looks, like that's Rihanna at the fucking Facts. Vanity Fair Oscar party, like in the photo booth. I'm with that, like, you know, Natu Natu's going to win from RR. Yeah. It's great, it's going to win. Speaking of a film that didn't get nominated in best uh, foreign language film, um, RRR didn't and actually India didn't even put it up. Yeah, to be didn't get submitted. Why um, not? I don't know. They like they their other up, movie better. I don't know. Sorry, it's now best international feature film. That's my bad. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty five, which won the Golden Globe. Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland, a movie which I think people love. But yeah, The Quiet uh, Girls. You've seen Ar The Quiet Girl? Yes, but I haven't seen any of the other ones. She be out in these streets, dog. I don't know why y'all are surprised. I was, I was just about to say, I was like, they're gonna be like, "What? You watched this movie?" <laughs> Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, is available to stream right now on uh, Amazon, just like a lot of other movies are that you didn't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. I will watch these, but uh, uh, All Quiet is winning this shit, no doubt. Yeah, it, for sure. Um, best original screenplay: The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, Martin McDonough gets nominated for that again. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. This one is an interesting one because I think if the the Daniels win early on, obviously, then I don't think you see them win the best director. But I think that is an early indication on 
if they have a shot at winning best picture. I don't know what y'all think. I mm. feel like triangle honestly, of sadness. Was, yeah. yeah, I feel like triangle of sadness will be what, like what the of... winner here. Screenplay. Screenplay. Yeah. Original screenplay. Because I'm like, I don't know where else Triangle of Sadness would win, but they really like that movie. So I think that'll be like the spot for it to get a win, you know? And the screenplay is good. Like, it's not like a pity, like, win. It's a it's a really good screenplay that's interesting and layered and all that. But yeah, I think I, that might be their one win. I would, I feel like you'd, you'd want it to be, because like, like, you're making good points. But like every time I've made that point before, it like doesn't even happen. Or just like, no, I just got some nominations. I'm thinking <laughs> either like Sadness, Banshees, or Tar mm. is winning original screen. If 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 EEAO takes it, like I'm I'm in. But people really like Banshees, and I don't think Banshees is gonna like take too much of anything else. I see. I I said this, and somebody uh, was like tweeting at me about it, and I was like, mm, I don't know, fam. Banshees it got all those nominations. It could get like what, like nine nominations or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I many. could easily see it like not winning anything. I know, <laughs> like I looking, I looking maybe one or two. But you know what? I'm I'm kind of in the same. I don't know. People like triangles. It's a very chaotic movie. People like triangle. Like I know, like the Academy is gonna like Triangle of Sadness in some way, but also I want it to go to Tar. I think is what I'm saying. I want it to go to Tar. That's incredible. This is about uh, an orchestral conductor, guys. Like, what do you? How do you get a movie about an orchestral conductor, like with so many fucking nominations? You can't do that. It's That's so funny. <laughs> you can't do that. Incredible. I wanted to get best screenplay just purely for the fact that. Kay Blanchett started speaking in German at various points with no <laughs> subtitles, and you still understand everything she's saying. And you know, like, because she's acting, motherfucker. She's acting. Like, yeah, like that's just you know that's just incredible. Like, I mean, this is just incredible writing. I have no notes on that movie. I have no notes on Tar. Zero. Uh, Perfect writing. But so, same thing for EAAO. So yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, interesting nominations? Uh, the Batman gets two Oscar nominations. Hell yeah! Batman one? was real cinema. I, I am I so relieved. It. I was so worried that the girls would, you know, forget about that movie. I am so happy about that, you guys. Can we can we talk about the the disrespect to the Northmen getting nothing? Thank you. No. Next, you are spitting no. right now. You are spitting no. like nothing. The Woman King didn't the get Northmen. anything. The Northman was never going to even sniff. That's anything. true. You're right. But like they both they both deserve stuff. They both. The Woman King didn't have two naked guys fighting in a volcano. Though. <laughs> that, you know what I'm true. saying? Very true. <laughs> like, all right, guys. Let's Jax. I need you to you know me and you are always <laughs> on the same page. I need us to be honest about the Northman guys. I know. Monique, I don't stop. Monique, stop what you're doing right now. Don't fun. kick us while we're down. Don't kick guys, us. Why we're down. It's fine. I'm glad we don't have to have that discussion during. The Are you telling I, me that I, watching I, these watching these Vikings do their pregame like wolf ritual wasn't the see. most riveting shit you saw in movie theater this year? Literally. Now he's, saying, now he's saying riveting. I don't want to see guys being dudes being broke. Ethan okay? Ethan Hawke was like farting and shitting and growling on screen, and it was the most fun he's had in a movie in 12 years. I don't want to see dudes being bros. I don't care what year it is. Uh, dudes rock. I could have run dudes through a dudes wall rock. after watching their pregame warm-up. I could have run through a fucking wall at that point. I was so hyped up. It was like I was mainlining Mountain Dew for three hours in a row. 
That shit was elite fucking cinema, and okay, we were snubbed. Period. I'm just gonna here to tell you guys, we don't want men yelling at us on screen. Okay. But like, I can't best even get a movie best... of 2022. <laughs> the best superhero <laughs> movie of 2022. We don't want men yelling at us for two and a half hours. It was. But just like, can I get sweet. a best original score though? Because we that have shit. We... The drums in that goddamn movie <laughs> literally were punching me in the chest. Now, I will say I really theater. enjoyed that screenplay. That was really, really fun. That was cool. Like they they took us through some shit in that movie. I was like, damn, I'm 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 shook right now. We will accept, we have met, and we will accept the uh the honorary Snyder mention on the fan poll for the Northman. We will accept that. Okay, but we deserve some acknowledgement for what we accomplished, Something. and we deserve it. The Northman hype is alive and justice for the Northman. Oh God! Uh, y'all's favorite Babylon gets nominated for I think three Oscars. I'll take that. Like, I'll take you know? it. I will take it. as long as we acknowledge what we accomplished on the day we went to that movie. I just theater, want the conversation to be had. Facts. Production design, costume hear, design, and score for Justin Hurwitz. Just hear us out. Babylon is the lead cinema. It needs to win score. I uh, soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. So hard. Oh. Justin Hurwitz was in his bag. Oh my <laughs> God! Deep in his bag. I've been listening to uh, the Voodoo Mama bit of that for like just when I drive to work. Incredible. Like, that's yeah. so fire. Give my man his things. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the Oscar nominations. We're not going to do like all the below the line awards. Um, like I said, the Batman gets nominated for three, which is interesting, or two, which is interesting. Uh, the costume they design. More nominations than, the, than Marvel did? Black Panther got. Two. Yeah, it, like yeah, oh, they tied. No, it got three because uh, oh, never mind, they lost. It was going to be a mistake not to have Black Panther in there. I think it was like True. costume design, supporting yeah. actress, and uh, song was a hair makeup. Oh yeah, song. There were too many people of color dressed in nice costumes. When oh, they got four. Sorry, Black Panther. That, got you're going to get costumes. Color. Yeah, you, you you have to. But the Woman um, King getting no Oscar nominations is the same to me. Wild. None. Just, they I literally mean, made Braveheart oh. with black women, and they were like, eh. <laughs> Crazy. Again, I said it before, like, yes, there's a little bit of, there's a lot of, like, fraud going on there, and a, and a little bit of racism going on there, but also, like, they didn't run a good campaign. Okay, Rodan, you keep saying that. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, like, I, I didn't see them anywhere. I, I, I don't know if you were looking in the right places. They ran a, a decent enough campaign. Like Gina Prince, I don't know if I saw enough of Viola Davis saying things, but you know she doesn't really say much at all in general. But Gina Prince, all of her producers, a lot of the actors, a lot of the dark-skinned actors, were talk- they've been talking about this movie. Like They were putting some money into this. They were funneling some money. But I think there is a point to say that like maybe they noticed it a little bit later than they should have. But once they noticed that they were pushing that motherfucker, if they was, dropped that movie on Netflix in December, we would have, they thing. get they at least get nominated for one Oscar. But yes. so many people, even though they made their money back, they did good business. Like they, they could have had a moment where they were on Netflix and the whole country was talking about the movie for two weeks, three weeks in the middle of the Oscar campaign. But they didn't do that because of whatever so that, decision they made, and it, it harmed the movie's chances to win an Oscar. That's Sony's back end deal with Netflix and the day and date release stuff that they had. They like they have purposely. <clears throat> kind of shot themselves in the foot with any of their movies sony has which is uh yeah. you know a very interesting and well-run studio really well-oiled machine over there at sony yeah. uh, everyone's been talking sony about guys. the menu the, 
people have been talking about the menu for a month. Nice. That could have been people talking about the Woman King for a month if they did the same thing, but they did not do yeah. that. And the Woman yeah. King is a much better movie than the menu, and people would have liked it much 100%. more, but they didn't drop it. Yeah, I don't the menu. I love Anya Taylor Joy. That's all I'm gonna say. Queen, I do too. She's a queen, but that movie is just okay. So she should have been nominated over Anna de Armas. Or everyone should have been nominated over Anna de Armas. <laughs> anyone. Please, guys, please, guys. Oh my god. I I've said this before, but like I think the only reason she's been getting nominated for these like acting awards that are decided on by other actors is because they feel bad for her, like yeah. having to have carried, tried to carry. That utter bullshit. <laughs> they have I can't her. believe that she agreed to star in the movie. And I can't believe that as they were filming that movie, nobody on set was like, yo, are we, is this the actual movie? Like, are we actually going through with some is of this? Is this allowed? Yeah. Are, like, we, are, you, are you dead ass? <laughs> are you dead ass? <laughs> Wait, are we going to shoot this in what way? Are you really, are you serious? She's naked again? Like, for real, bro? Again? We did this for. Three hours, you know, already. I think, I think that's tough because I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people would have taken that for to be Marilyn Monroe. Like, yeah, I just like I think you take that swing, but also, yikes! Like, I don't, also, I don't know, I don't like, have a follow up to that. It's weird because, like, <laughs> also, yeah, the most, she the most looks important. like Marilyn Monroe. She doesn't sound like her or like behave like her in any way, which usually is like part of the thing with these like biopic. It's not a biopic, but these like real people performances yeah. it's like oh uh fucking renee zellweger looks and sounds just like judy garland let's give her the award but they didn't do that for this movie there's the, the most important critique i in, in review i've heard of that movie is when uh the literary non-hottie tweets uh came up from that very uh correct woman she's like you know this movie didn't succeed you don't let literary non-hotties you know, make movies about beautiful women. <laughs> 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 not they're, they're not going to get it right. So yeah. I'll tweets after that. Um, but yeah, so I was I was actually uh, forced. I was actually warned. I was protected by all of my great film friends. They're like, Monique, do not watch this movie. They're like, I know that you watch everything. Do not watch this movie. And I'm like, okay. I tried. Um, Couldn't finish it. I tried. I got through like 30 minutes and I was so nasty. I had to take a shower. I was like, this is is gross. I got like an hour and a half in. I was like, nah, I'm good. It's a really good movie. Like, it's it's gross. And it's just like legitimately bad. Like, even outside of being gross. It's not art. It's not cinema. It is bad. That's very sad. Marilyn Monroe deserves better. That's sad, man. So everyone I, deserves better than that. The way they portrayed her, I was like, this is a real person that existed and that some people have a lot of respect for and that broke down some barriers. And this is how, this is your portrayal of this woman. Like don't it, it, let, was, it was crazy. Don't let non-hotties talk about hotties, man. It's very important, guys. <laughs> it ended up being exactly what we thought it was be, which was a, a Andrew Dominic fever dream, who beforehand was a as a is a great filmmaker of previous projects, films that I actually really enjoy uh including i could tell it was gonna be some bullshit the assassination of like, it Jane. needs to challenge the audience like, Bro, <laughs> he said no I, I didn't come here to be challenged I didn't yeah no nah, i know i know you want some fuck shit for those who only those, say that you want some fuck shit were those his words oh god it, it's a meditative experience <laughs> oh god it's a gross yeah. moment. i was protected from that film so that has been our Oscar nominations pod. We will drop this one first. Um, Mo is tired and probably has to go. I don't know if she wants to talk about Megan yeah, or not. Go to sleep. 
I am so tired. But you, I thought we were going to do the 2022 placement for the 2023 Best Pictures. Oh, yes. We have to do that. Oh, okay. okay. So please do. Dex oh, had yeah. a, Dex we had have to do that. Interesting question, meaning it basically – I don't know, Dex, you phrase it, so I'm not – You phrase it, it Dex. Yeah, so – 2023 was, or 2022 was an incredible year for cinema. 2021 stunk. So the 2022 Oscars, the stuff that was nominated last year, best picture list, not that good. So if you had to rank this year's, the newest best picture nominees with last year's best picture nominees, how far down your list do you have to go to get to a movie from last year? Mo. Do you have an answer? Or do you want to take a moment? Can I go right after? I think Tej is the one who asked me so, but I, I'm ready. But I want I can to go first. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But just for the listeners' sake, I'm going to read quickly the list of the ten movies from last year: Nightmare Alley, Belfast, King Richard, Coda, Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, Dune, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and Drive My Car, which is a very bad list. Some of these movies are okay, but this is a yes. bad list of movies. It's not a bad list. Don't look. I would not nominate for list. Oscar. Not, not a good list. <laughs> we had a we had a whole podcast on Don't Look Up, guys. It was great. I know. Don't Look Up sucked, man. Not. Nah, I enjoyed like Don't I Look like Up, it, but Boy. it's not like how good is it though? Like, yeah, when you compare it to what we got this year, it's like, ugh. <laughs> there were some stinkers for sure. I'm using your terms now. There were some like, why are we here? Uh, yeah, I have I a. Go I'm gonna add answer the next question but i also have a sizzling hot take that i want to get off on this on this but i'll answer the question we've heard it i no 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 that's not everybody (laughs) knows that dune stinks that's not a hot take anymore (laughs) i was there first but we are legion we are legion that dune stinks sorry there are a lot of us (laughs) there are millions of us (laughs) uh okay so i'm my i would get down to six before i got to a 2022 uh, movie and I would say that my favorite movie or the best movie on that list to me was Nightmare Alley or King Richard. I would go uh, one of those two. It would be Nightmare Alley or King Richard, but I wouldn't get there into movie number number six from if you include movies from last year. Damn. Yeah, I'm at. I think I'm at five, but I have Belfast as my number one. You did last right. year. I remember the so. conversation. I, I fucking loved Belfast, and uh, yeah, it's it wouldn't crack the top four <laughs> this year at all. I would get down to I would get down to six as well, um, and That's I may crazy. get I may get down to seven if I wanted to bump up Banshee's or Sheeran. Oh um, yeah, by the way, this is like meet with me being sight unseen on women talking and all quiet on the Western Front. Those same both, here. Same here. They both be bangers and like move this shit even further down. Uh, but I mean, like, if in any in any normal year, like I, I'm even replacing Avatar: The Way of Water with Dune. Like, I know you think Dune stinks, oh. but like, well, I didn't see Avatar, there. but I. Ugh. First of all, I've been uh, with you, you got to answer it. I've been rocking with y'all for a long time because I just realized I'm like, damn, I've talked to y'all a lot about a lot of years, this. years. Like, I've actually, yeah, I've been rocking with y'all. Y'all been having me on the show for a while, so thank you for that. Miss Picharina with what we watch, guys. I guess I'm going to take the lead on this one, guys. First of all, I am not with the one take pod on this is like a bad set of, it's not as good as 2023, but I was not like, there were some stinkers, but like there's 10 nominations for 2022 and 2023. 
And like both are like five and five for me. So like, I don't think it's significantly worse than this year. I am going with drive my car at number four, guys. Mm, I, have, four. I have four. I have EEAO, Triangle of Sadness, Fablemans. I mean, I'm sorry, Tar and maybe Fablemans. And now that's five. But now we're at five. Yeah, You're just like, missing like, like, I'm going to put like Fablemans or drive my car like right there. Drive my car is phenomenal right like i you know guys you know how i feel about japanese filmmaking it is so good you're kidding me you're kidding Mo, me. my car is not good i oh might have to like mid. go back and rewatch it with my like evolved no, film no, brain mid. but that shit oh, no, bored me to tears man no, movies i was bored as hell i was bored as hell <laughs> Holy guys, fuck. first of all did y'all watch decision to leave by park chan Wook? I have not seen No, I have yet. not seen it yet. I'm, I'm very excited Netflix. to watch that. Surprisingly not nominated. Watch Decision to Leave and then watch Drive My Car, guys. Get into it. I'm putting it, I'm putting it four. I'm putting it four. Monique, I'm not finishing Drive My Car. I made it about an hour and a half in, and I said, no, I'm going to. Oh, gonna my finish. God. It's so. And it, I promise it, you, you didn't miss anything in that extra hour. No, it does. It's so good. There's so many good things. I'm, I'm talking best cinematography there. So good. But anyways, yeah, so that. Four or five for me. So you went you went four or five, and Dex went five, me and Royden went six. Okay. I, here's yeah. my hot take. Nope is better than all the movies from the 2022 best uh, <laughs> best picture list. Nope what? is better than all of them. What a Let take. me just tell you that right now, brother. Nope take. is real cinema, and it is better than all 10 of those films from last year, including King Richard, which is great, including Coda, which won, including Nightmare Alley, which still nobody has seen except for the four of us on this podcast. Uh, it's it's better. And Dune, at eight. snooze fest. Snooze fest. Get it out of here. I'd rather watch Avatar than watch Dune 1 again. That's you, my second hot take. Nope wait, is like if third you're gonna to watch last. Way of Water, <laughs> are you saying you're going to watch Way of Water? No, I'm saying I would rather watch The Way of Water over watching Dune yet you, another time. I'm okay, walking into Dune right? 2 without rewatching Dune 1. I'm not rewatching that film. Yeah, I don't think Sorry, I can do it. It's boring. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not no, doing I, it. YouTube summary me, baby. Yes, right, I was going to say, Dex, I'm with you. YouTube summary. YouTube summary only, brother. <laughs> uh, give me 10 minutes of Dune and I'm good. Okay, I'm walking to movie theater now. That's all I need. No, oh, I, I agree with you. I'm going to smash the hell yeah subscribe button. Uh, nope is better than all those. Hell yeah. I'm with it. Off the All bloody right. house scene alone. You've never seen anything like it, you guys. None of that you was, was, that was that incredible woman is about real scene. Cinema right ever, now. None of and you have otherwise ever seen lackluster movie. In, oh my god, I can't believe it. Don't do Dex, that. Dex, grow up. Dex, grow <laughs> the fuck up, bro. That's my line. I say that to people. <laughs> we have to stop having Royden hate on Babylon and Dex hate on Nope. These two oh things my god, have to Royden. On this what? No, I gotta go to bed. I'm tired. I'm sleeping. Royden I'm is a Babylon hater, yeah. and it's Royden. Yeah, not grow up, Royden. Grow up, Royden. Do some cocaine. Yeah, David just help me to grow up. Do some cocaine. Do you just hate elephants and cocaine? Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. You didn't like Babylon. What is not to like about Babylon? You hate Brad Pitt. A lot. Brad Pitt after everything he's done for you, I you hate believe. Brad Pitt. This is crazy. We I do not stand yeah. Brad Pitt <laughs> Maybe. right now. We don't. Do it is a. It is a. No, we're talking about the allegations, but I keep forgetting about the allegations. Off and y'all talk, Megan. Feel free to ping me on anything. Royden, why didn't you like that? I don't understand. Um, it was. Just, it, like it was too much. It was. Okay. It was just physically too much to watch. Oh, okay. And and, okay. and I'm all for maximalist cinema, like we sat here and said, like Top Gun is the, the fucking best. But like I, 
it just was. Imagine Top Gun with cocaine. That's Babylon. Yep. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and Look. Margot Robbie. Like, there are parts of it I didn't despise it. Like, uh, like there's people that hate that movie, but like I'm. What? Yeah, like it's I, I'm just not there with it. I it's. Somebody described it as like we need to stop thinking of it as boogie nights and thinking of it more as jackass. And like I kind of agree. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, why not? Why not both? What's going on here? Jackass is pretty fun. Uh, jackass is fun. Okay. Jackass is a fun movie. Uh, right in. Have you watched Triangle of Sadness? I haven't, and I will. Oh yeah, you, I want to see how you compare the two. You are you you're not gonna like Triangle of Sadness. Probably not. Is Triangle of Sadness a big fever dream cocaine party as well? Uh, for moments, it's just watch the movie. I can't it, wait to see it now. I, I didn't, I had no idea what it was about, but now I'm I even more excited. Someone, no, it's not. It, I don't want to mislead you, but I can see someone saying exactly what Royden just said as like it's too much to triangle of sadness because it is. Got it. Because it is. <laughs> I just, I just thought that Damien Chazelle has made better films and like he wanted, it felt like he wanted to make the last movie ever and like he kind of fell flat with that to, to me. I get, I, Look, I understand if you love Babylon, and it's going to be reclaimed as it. as as prime cinema from two thousand and from the two thousand twenties when we're all dead. It's going to be like reclaimed as like the best. No, I'm talking about literally. Just remember the one year from the release date. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be like one it back. year ago today. I'm gonna Babylon, say. this classic cinema. Didn't came I tell out. you guys? Here's the thing, Roden. If we Babylon's first, the last movie I see, like. If the world is ending and they're like oh, the only showing on every theater is Babylon, I'm okay with that. I'm watching it. I'm wow, like, that's right, a beautiful thing to say about a film. And so I you agree. gotta sit. So you gotta sit through the uh, nauseating sequence of him being like, "Remember films like The Matrix and Avatar? Remember? Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was remember. Good. Yeah, but it was worth it. That was it was. I love oh, watching it. Margot Robbie cry on command for twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm really? yeah, I, I had a time. And also, if it wasn't such People a stock year for. She could have been best actress in a year where justice was happening. She could have been nominated for best. That's how good a performance was. It was that good. Yeah, she's oh way God. more deserving than Andre Armas. Like, right. Way more. I can't. Yeah. I can't speak to Andrea Riseborough yet because I haven't watched that movie yet. But at least Andre Armas, get her out of you. Andrea is solid in every film that I've watched her, and she's got four films now. So I mean, I'm not like you know, but yeah, not not for the Oscar nom. But yeah, I can't uh, wait for this fucking. Anna Armas at the Oscars. I'm like, that's that's going to She's be great. She's going television. to look incredible. I'm here for Her that. And Rihanna will be all in, all worth watching the broadcast just yeah. for those two alone. So all- and Angela Bassett, who looks incredible. Oh my god, I can't wait. One more thing before we close out the Oscars like conversation. We we mentioned earlier that this one year anniversary of the slap is coming up. I, we talked about this yesterday in our group chat. I don't think people have like fully grasped just how fucking insane it is that Will Smith walked up on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face in front of all of us on TV. We saw it live. <laughs> Biggest night of that all, man's life. We all have like an underlying tinge of like PTSD while we're watching this year. We're going to be like, okay. Nope. We I know no one's going to I no said in the group chat, by the fifteenth slap joke that he makes, he's gonna be crying at home. You know, like, <laughs> that is not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be like, okay, no one's gonna slap anybody, but we remember when it happened. 
It literally uh, happened. He walked up there. He slapped that man in the face with his open hand. Went and sank back down. Did not get kicked out of the award show. <laughs> and then later won an award. And then he won an award and gave a speech. But <laughs> he refused to apologize. I have to stop. In some cases, I have to stand, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, that happened. And now he's going, to, he's going to be watching the Oscars for sure. All of his friends will be at the same place without him. Like <laughs> without him he's not invited. <laughs> for the next 10 years, right? Like, it's 10 years or something. Yeah, he yeah, cannot go. But everyone that he knows is at this <laughs> one party together. Well, but his mom said he can't go because he don't know how to act in front of company. So Let's, the one movie that he was in this last year was Emancipation. Did not Emancipation. get or anything. So yeah, uh, we knew it, that. It wasn't Oscars weren't going. They weren't going. And I didn't watch it, but Oscars I, weren't going. It don't matter what Will Smith did. He could have been the next coming of <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt himself, and it, it wouldn't have mattered. Thank you guys so much, Royd and Dex Teach. Thank you so so much for having me again. You guys sign up at whatwewatch.net. Follow www.filmtv on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much. Shout out One Take Pod. This is Miss Picharino with What We Watch. That is how you do a motherfucking plug right there, <laughs> right there, Mo from from What We Watch. Um, this has been a. We're gonna we're gonna. If you're watching this live, by the way. We're going to do a whole nother podcast, hopefully, here in like two seconds. Um, maybe Dex has to go to bed. I know I work tomorrow, but he had, you know, he definitely works tomorrow. But like, uh, we're going to just review Megan and do our top films here in, in, in a second. But uh, if you're not watching this live, this has been a one take podcast. Dex, do the line so maybe I can cut this. Maybe I won't. Who knows? That's like support Florence Pugh. All right, we're out. I be in the court like snitch snip. If you hear the gun go click, click, then you're dead. My plan is to have about six kids. Get my girl thick as biscuits from little Mrs. Dead. Also, make a whole lot of dope, but still remain. We'll be floating in Kamal's. My little homie see my matrimony, say he want one, but got so many hoes. Look, he don't really know that if he free the pictures, he be living way above in weak conditions. He been reaching, I be living hella propositions for him, wishing that he listen, but it's hard to pay attention when you on the hoes. My buddy in the club, all religious, he get vicious. When it come to getting digits, he gon' holler at the thickest, make him feel like he the richest. If the baby is a vixen, her legs in the air like eucalyptus, but she go home.